Hello and welcome to the Monday Night War Stories presents the Pay-Per-View War Stories. This week we're doing WCW Mayhem. And let me just say this show is rightfully called for what it is, Mayhem. I am your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm alongside here with the Human Wrestling Database, Corey Mack. I'm in a T.O. state of mind. A T-dot, as it were. Ooh. I'm on a mission from God tonight. Ooh. No so's living legend, Mike Bubble. We the North. What up? Six, or whatever the fuck their nickname is. The, the six. six. The six. The six. But before, let's discuss. What up, Drake? Let's discuss something. It's funny you S- mentioned that. My goal tonight, I want to I learn how to go back in time and, and kill Drake before he's even born. Aubrey Graham? How dare you? I, I want to. He was Jimmy Brooks, sir. Oh, I watched it. You trust put some me. respect oh, on Jimmy Brooks' name. Trust me, that's how I knew the son what of you, a bitch. What are you, team spinner? What the fuck I, is this shit? I had to watch that shit with my wife when we were dating. Joe has no idea what we're talking about. Oh, Degrassi, yeah. New Generation. Never Hell watched yes. it. Oh, it's a great fucking show, it sir. All the that time. is a great it. dude. Chainsaw the Bob run it. Who? Chainsaw the Bob. Chainsaw the Bob, yeah. Chainsaw 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 fans big fans of Degrassi. <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> it's a weird episode. Uh, before we move up, talk about this show, let's talk about something uh, that did not air on the NoSellEntertainment.com or any of our social medias. Um... The last pay-per-view war stories of Survivor Series, there's an air with the file, and we've spent multiple hours on every day to get it uploaded. Let's not bullshit, Joe. Okay. Devin fucked up. Yeah, he fucked up. He hacked into some shit. He broke some shit. He was trying to upload an article, so he fucked up. It's what, Devin's fault. What can you say? It yeah. happens. Yeah. Now the, That's why the, I was fired. The OCD person in me is, like, horrified. That a pay-per-view is missing from the pay-per-view war stories yep, chronology. Yep. But, you know. Well, good news, Corey. We're doing it again right now. Hello oh. and welcome <laughs> to the Monday Night War Stories. And this week we're doing Survivor Series. I can make it real quick. It's a two-parter. <laughs> Stone Cold got hit. Big Show wins title. Let's go home. And for that being said, uh, award show? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I forgot it anyway, didn't we? <laughs> um, that was on the uh, midweek. midweek. So this week we're doing WCW Mayhem. We really Russoed last week. We really Russoed it this week. Yeah, last week. So uh, I like the sure, bro. I like the uh, set. The set for today's uh, show like of uh, a big Titan Tron that says, uh, uh, "What is it? EA Sports Electronic, electronic Arts." Electronic Arts. I actually like the set. Yeah, I, I, thought like it. Was, I thought it was better than Survivor Series. Yeah, that you guys liked. I thought no, this is better. I just said, I "Wow, liked it. really?" Yeah. No, I thought this was. Better. I thought it was an awesome. I set. thought Survivor Series was better. No. This was way cooler. Uh, this could be the Nitro set to me, and I'd be fine. I was actually thinking that. I was like, oh, how awesome if they had Electronic Arts like every at the bottom. That'd be so yeah. cool. Uh, so I liked it. And I liked the logo on the ring. Oh, I miss it so much. I wish they would do the pay-per-view logo, but I'm fine with the you know. So we're <laughs> going to talk about WCW Mayhem. It was on November 21st, 1999 in Toronto, Canada. At the Air Canada Center. That's right. Which is pretty brand spanking new, like less than a year, wasn't mm-hmm. it? And like always on a pay-per-view, Corey, how did we get to the Survivor Series? Vince Russo yeah. got hired. <laughs> yep. And all the, well. The no selenites in Survivor Series, okay. The, Mayhem. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to. I know. I'm not going to play your foolishness, sir. <laughs> I'm, on a, I'm on a mission from God to kill Cass at this Mayhem Review and to Kildrick. Wow. Wow. It's what about you, hey, Bubblegum? Hey, it's, it's God's plan. Okay. Started from the bottom, now we're here, I guess. See what I see what I did there? The, the one song of his that I know. <laughs> I bet you surprised. I bet you know more than you think. 
I like doubt Wiz it. Khalifa. I bet you know more than you think. <laughs> what do you have? Yes. I would get that checked if I were you. I did. Okay. So, he uh, sent Hogan packing. Hogan wouldn't do the J-O-B, so he... <clears throat> and let's be honest, uh, I'm not going to give him a free pass here. Vince Russo did what so many bookers have done in the past, just not with a national fucking company. And that's takeover, not have any cool ideas, so what do you do? You just book a big-ass tournament for the belt, and that way you can kind of get a few extra weeks to think up ideas and start making feuds based off what you booked in the tournament, which is what he did. Yep. Off that tournament, you have Medusa in love with Evan Courageous, uh, Luger and Ming feuding, the Kurt Hennig, Buff Bagwell retirement step, Berlin and Vampiro feuding. I mean, it's, everything came, sprung forth from tournament. Yep. And that's pretty much how we got here. It was a big-ass tournament that looked crazy at the beginning but came down to probably the right eight guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides Goldberg and Sid, if we're being honest. but They moved them on to the yeah. I Quit match. Yeah. I will say this. Here's my first hot take of the night. Uh-oh. What can it I'm be? I'm not saying it's perfect, because it's not. The, the, the pay-per-view. The matches. <laughs> but I'm going to say it's better booked than I remember it being. The tournament? The, 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 this card. Oh, the pay-per-view. Like, everything has a reason. There's a feud behind the matches. Mm-hmm. I agree. Everything, whether we really want to see it or not, there's at least a reason for it taking place. I agree. I can't complain when you're at least giving me storylines <laughs> leading to said matches. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I like all the storylines. So, uh, the attendance for tonight. Hit me with it. Want to take us? No. Paid or total? Total. 12,000. <laughs> what does the Air Canada Center hold, sir? Well, it's got to be about 18. I mean, it's a brand new arena. It's the Raptors arena. It's, uh, and it's where the uh, Maple Leafs play, too. Yeah, so I'm guessing 18 to 20 for that. Um, basketball can hold 19,800, yeah, while hockey is 18,800. Yeah. I'm guessing 12. 12 Jesus. 12 stacks. I'm going to say 11 uh, there. I'm going to say 5 paid. I, well, I can't tell you that part. Let me see. I'll look that up. Uh, so the past two, I looked it up. Um, the past two were about 7,000 and 8,000. But in smaller arenas. Yep. Uh, this one got 13,839. Well, that's not bad. Toronto. Uh, it's a wrestling city. It's also just a combat sports city. It does yeah. very well in boxing and MMA. It's just a, it's a good fight town. Yeah. It's honestly a good sports town. It's always just, has they been. Just, it always has They been. love the sports, man. It is what it is. Good film festival there. No, there was. It's a it's a kick ass city, really. Toronto. It's it's one I would love to visit. I, it's from, from all everything I've heard, it's the most American city in Canada. So if you're coming from the states, it's a really good entry point. But you get Tim Hortons, so it's a big uh, cultural melting pot. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's like New York City almost. Um, I have a question before we move on. Nine inches. Oh, nice. Um, so they show the poster. And it, it has, yeah. so yeah. it has the, the World Heavyweight title, and it says Mayhem in the middle. Uh-huh. And then you have DDP, Sting, Hogan, and Goldberg. That's a problem. Yeah. That would lead you to believe that your final four would be DDP, Sting, Hogan, and Goldberg. Yes. But what I've come, uh, I noticed is that they, all, they are all holding the World Heavyweight title. But Goldberg. I know, right? It's Goldberg has the U.S. title around his waist. I knew where you were going with this. Like, <sighs> guys. One, they can't even do it right. 
the the poster. One, the posters are created about four months ahead. Yep. So who knew who was going to be in it? They didn't know Vince or they didn't know Russo worked yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but so that part, eh? But come on, it reminds me of the Vader thing. Right, it's time from uh, was it War Games? Yeah. Like, well, he's not here, so. But like, why? Why the U.S.? Time? Come on! Like, like he was he, a world champion he for was months. Yeah. <laughs> you have how many shots of him that you could edit of him just walking down an aisle that you can just go crop everything out? We just stand in front of that fucking fireworks. That'd be a mm. great poster. Yeah. Nope. Him posing on the ramp that they edited. Cropped out for hey, him with the U.S. title. I'm going to say this, and this is honest. Let's just be happy they had Hogan in the red and yellow. That's true. I uh, mean, it could have been Hollywood Hogan. For somehow it would have been uh, Wolfpack Sting. <laughs> right. Like, just, let's be happy that they kind of got it right. Uh, so they start the show off with a promo. Um, it's the uh, highlighting the tournament and how we got here in the final four. Uh, commentary, Bobby and Tony. Uh, they break down the final four matches. They break down the what we have tonight. The final four, the I Quit match between uh, Sid and Goldberg, Kimberly Page and versus David Flair, Buff and uh, Kurt Henning in the Loser Leaves, WCW, Six Person, Filthy Animals, Revolution, and Rick Steiner must wrestle, even though he got powerbombed through the stage on Nitro, he has to defend that TV title against Scott Hall's U.S. title, title for title. And then something happened whilst these two were talking that brought back all of the nostalgia for me. It made me very happy because I watched this all natural and not off the network. And as Tony was shilling those matches, I heard... The Cho Cho Chosen One. Uh, I got us all happy so, inside. Thank you for bringing that up because our first match tonight is Jeff Jarrett and Chris Benoit, the semifinal, one of the semifinals for the uh, heavyweight championship title match. He comes out to a new piped in yep. music. It's terrible. The piped it's in not good. It's not good. And I honestly, for like a split second, I, I, I was going to ask you. If, if this was piped, because I, I, didn't, I know where he's going to do the, the Kid Rock cowboy ripoff. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, is it, is it, has it been there already? It's, it debuts. Oh, okay. Is it, I think it debuted on the previous Nitro. Okay. But it, but it was here now because I was like, oh, my heart a flutter. We have some like weird piped in. It's bad. Trying to be like a. <laughs> The Kid Rock uh, Cowboy song, but... It's better than the Cats music, but not by much. You're not wrong. <laughs> the Cats one's kind of growing on me, but in, a, in that me. sad way. <laughs> no. Depressing This one right? will never grow on me. Yeah. So... This one will go fuck itself. Before you move on. Ooh. Yes. To reach the semifinal number one... Oh, I like this. Ooh, yes. Please, sir. Chris Benoit <laughs> defeated Dean Malenko, Medusa, and Scott Hall. His opponent won Jeffrey Jarrett, defeated Booker T, Kurt Hennig, and Marcus Alexander Bagwell. See, both of those, I mean, besides Medusa, yep. that's not a bad list of people to beat to move up in a tournament. Mm-hmm. I, I wholeheartedly uh, concur with this. So, yes, I like that work. Okay. And we are here now. And then here comes the rabid Wolverine. Crowd super behind him. Now, did you notice his new theme music? different here, yes. I don't like it. 
This is his actual new theme music from the. From yeah, because you can hear it because at the beginning it says silent or deadly. Whatever yeah, the fuck silent, he says. silent. It's terrible. But uh, terrible this, this is the music they changed uh, and they debuted here at this pay-per-view. Mm. So from now on, this is the music you get from him. Really? Yes. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, this is... This in, wasn't piped in, in. In my mind, his the music I... I <laughs> that, <laughs> I always felt like that goes for the rest of the, his nope, time. these last... Gross. Yeah, this is the music now. This is... That is disgusting. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good. I, I, and I put, like, did they pipe his music in, nope. too? Well, they piped yeah. it in, but there's you know, a lot. Well, this is now that he's now that he's a main eventer in Russo's world and going to get a singles push. He needed a new accoutrement. God, that's and this gross. music is part of it. That's yeah. horrendous. Not good. I, 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 I'll say this about the music. I couldn't understand it because it's that bad. It's I, I, I thought. I that's why I thought it was piped in because. Can I, I, can I tell you something? Yeah. This music. Fits Benoit like a glove for one certain weekend of his life. Couldn't understand it. <laughs> there it is. Listen to it on YouTube. It, it's 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 odd. It's disconcerting, and it's a little warped. Oh, and shit. it's like you place it at the right place, and it fits him like a glove. He oh, shouts wow. out Bowflex. The end's weird. But sense. only the, that one time. The rest weird. of the time, it's like ah. This is a misfire. It is. Uh, during the match, Benoit hits a tornado DDT, a superplex. Benoit <laughs> dominates the first half of the match. Uh, Benoit rams, uh, or Jarrett rams Benoit's groin to the post. A lot of people have been getting their groin rammed yeah, to the post lately. That's a spot, man. That's an awesome spot. I love when, it. When the fuck did that start? <laughs> Jesus know, but, Christ. Because he but got this time. Who the hell watched these CW last week? <laughs> My God. Like, Too Cool did it to Edge on SmackDown. <laughs> I give you credit for knowing exactly where it came from. I because yeah. <laughs> I saw it. Yeah, that's not a fucking that's not a WCW spot. <laughs> uh, Jarrett puts a long sleeper hold on. Then he puts it on. Uh, Benoit puts it on as well. But then Jarrett reverses it by hitting a jawbreaker. Uh, Benoit hits a backbreaker that looks like a sideways rock bottom into a backbreaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the uh, creative control, or as we call them, uh, Nazi control. Nazi control. Come on down to the ringside. Uh, Jarrett uh, show uh, shoves Benoit into the air, and Benoit hits the top rope with his gut and falls to the outside. Benoit hits the flying headbutt and goes for the cover, but the Nazi control distracts the ref while the other one is attacking Benoit. Uh, Dustin Rhodes and comes through the crowd and begins to brawl with the whoever member Patrick or <laughs> Patrick or Gerald. They don't know. Uh, well, good luck. As they're brawling, uh, Charles Robinson tries to break them up. The other uh, other member gets on the apron and try, uh, gives Jarrett the guitar. Ben, uh, Benoit is able to grab the guitar and break it over Jarrett's head for the one, two, three, nine minutes and 27 seconds. Giving Joe the opportunity to listen to that theme music for a second time tonight. I enjoyed the shit out of this match. I was going, where my fucking thing going? God damn you. In your I, pants? Uh, the, uh, there it is. <laughs> no, as I say, I'm with you. I love this match. So did the crowd. It was crowd enjoyable, was yeah. What a great opening match. Uh, I gave it three and a half. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed this match. Two very good professional wrestlers doing what they do best. At um, It was building to a nice crescendo when Nazi Control and Dustin Rhodes got involved. Crowd popped for the Benoit guitar shot. And at the time, I was like, wow. Upset number one. Because everybody, one, WCW for four years had conditioned you, Benoit was never going to make that level. Right. 
And then on top of it, clever booking, He's credit works due. He wrestled the chosen one yep. and got through. We hate the guy. He did some good booking moves tonight. He, uh, what is it about November pay-per-views of this fucking guy? <laughs> right. Uh, and like Jared, like before the interference, uh, which was obviously coming, uh, they were super intense. They were both, I mean, working their fucking ass off for this match. This is the Jeff Jarrett that I know exists. We don't uh, but, always get. <laughs> but never really got in, especially when the Attitude Era, just well, it was all about the guitar yeah. and cheap shots. And <clears> before <throat> when he was doing the Double J Country, it wasn't about it either. But this is the Jarrett that I saw in Memphis all those years as the plucky, fiery baby face, or he can go underneath, he could fight. I knew he can go toe-to-toe with Benoit. Mm-hmm. And, boy, I love watching these two wrestle. Keep going. Uh, what did you give? Sorry, my ear. Three and a half. Three. Okay. Uh, after the match, Nazi Control and Jarrett beat up Benoit to, until Doug Dillinger and security shows up to break him up. We go backstage with one Mike Tanay and Disco. Disco says, uh, Tanay says that Disco is more worried about losing the $25,000 instead of the belt. <laughs> Way to put your belt over. There uh, it is. Disco uh, says that he's a... Uh, He's just worried. Maybe he he's not worried about it, but he wonders how much the uh, plate on the belt's worth. Goddamn. Uh, Jarrett then sneaks attack uh, Disco, and so Conan and Jerry only <laughs> yeah, yeah. make the so save. Sort of was around, I guess. Noticed? Did you notice? Penwall a little stiff with that guitar shot. Is uh, Jarrett was bleeding? Yeah, in the front of the head. I have yeah. Jarrett was busted open. I, I, I don't know Jer- when. Chris Penwall was stiff with a shot. Go figure. Didn't Every time, like, we, we didn't talk about it during the match, but, like, Flair's the guy, but his chops from Benoit, I think I'd rather take Flair's. Oh, yeah. My yeah. God, Flair isn't trying to rip your pectoral he off your body. everything he has into hitting you in the chest as hard as humanly yeah. possible. I, I will say this. I think it was... Jesus, dude. Uh, I, I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to, I think, Nitro, or is it Last Smack, uh, Last Thunder? That I think it was last Thunder that Benoit's doing chops in the corner, but there's no mic, so you don't hear a thing. You just you just see the power and physicality of the chops, but you don't hear anything. You know what I'd like to see? It's impossible for a multitude of reasons, but you know what I would selfishly love to see once? Uh oh, Walter and Benoit chopping each other. Oh, by the way, guys, Tour of Italy shows up behind uh, Disco. <laughs> I went with Joey uh, Bolognese. I went with uh, Stromboli Sorvini. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go to our next Sorvino. match. <laughs> our next match for the WCW Cruiserweight Championship <sighs> and $25,000. Evan Courageous with Medusa uh, versus Disco Inferno. Uh, Disco's music hits, but he doesn't come out. We cut back to the uh, baked ziti yelling at him. Where did Disco get a face turn? Is it this right here? I guess. Is this the... Uh, it's not even a good face turn. People were like, bitch, pay your bills. I think <laughs> I think I was stunned at this, but is this the uh, Medusa outfit? You go, holy hell. Or lack of outfit. Well, this is the one that makes me believe in gravity. Because well. something's keeping them those knockers off the floor. Yeah. Because I think this is like the one that she just comes out and like... A very short, like tiny... Sable's. Like, can we get some smaller tits, please? Yeah. This is ridiculous. I will tell you that around this time, because <laughs> I got WWE magazine every month. 
There was a... You were the uh, guy, huh? You were yeah. the one. <laughs> I still have him at home. There was a guy, uh, or there was a, there was an article on Medusa talking about her. And uh, yes. you know, it had pictures of her, but one picture was her just wearing body paint that was airbrushed on. Jesus. And, wow. And they went to Mako <laughs> for that. Yeah. I was like, wow. Um... Well, you you say that he's a baby face because when he comes out, courageous attacks him at the aisle. Uh, pepperoni pizza joins commentary and tells that Disco owes him thirty four thousand uh, dollars. Tony says that um, you can tell Sopranos started in fall ninety nine. Jesus, uh, Disco drops the like the. I mean, uh, Tony drops the line is it sounds like Disco's life so is is on the line. Hey, you forget about it. Forget about it. Tony, uh, you ever been down Bensonhurst? Forget about it. I'm like, bitch, you've never been down there. Just shut the fuck up. Disco goes for a double axe handle off the apron, but courageous drop kicks him. Uh, there's a boring chant during this match. Disco tries to hit on Medusa, but Medusa <coughs> slaps him. Yeah, I was going to say, you remember that last match, guys? This is the opposite of that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Spaghetti Noodle goes over to Medusa and hits on her, but in the most awkward way, because it looks like they're trying to find their spot. He's built like a Spaghetti Noodle. That one actually fits. Uh, Evan goes out and chokes Pineapple Pizza. Uh, Disco then grabs a chair and tries With to... Freddy hit- Fettuccine. <laughs> Tries to hit Evan, but accidentally hits chicken parm. Uh, Evan hits a springboard cross body for the win. Eight minutes and 29 seconds. Can we get our eight minutes back? Uh, Courageous and Medusa make out after the match while Disco's carrying meatball sandwich to the back. This was fucking terrible. Uh, What? uh, The amount of talent they have in the Lucha division. And this is the Cruiserweight division. This is the fuck we get. Uh, I gave it one and a half stars. This was downright ugly at times. Here's exactly what I put. Courageous is not ready for this push. He was blowing spots left and right. And uh, Tony Gabagoo at commentary set Italian-American relations back at least three decades. Just bad. Yep. Checks out. Haven't Italy this bad since Mussolini was in charge. <laughs> right. Uh, Bret Hart's now arriving to the building. Well, good. Way to show up on time, guys. I like how everybody showed up on time ever until the Monday Night Wars. Then (laughs) suddenly the big stars just came in. Rolling the fuck in. Fuck they fell out. Uh, Shawn Michaels Commissioner. It's about 10.50. My favorite favorite is one of those some episodes of even current day of show ends at at 8 o'clock. Camera cuts backstage at, you know, 8 at uh, 7.55. And here comes a limo. It's like. Really? At that point, why go? Yeah, why why even show up? <laughs> Fuck, right? Uh, we cut to the powers at B yelling at Jeff Jarrett saying, Hey, man, you're supposed to be the chosen one. And Jarrett was like, Fuck you. What the, you didn't help. <laughs> We've given you every opportunity to succeed. Go to hell. It was good. It was I good back it. and forth. Like, uh, he's he's she turned to Craig You shut the hell up, slab nuts. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> uh, powers at B told him, Hey, you got to prove yourself tonight. Screw you. I'll do what I want. <laughs> Slap nuts. I don't have to take this. I'm going home. Yeah. That's my purse. Uh, we go Mean Gene with Norman Smiley as he's wearing a hockey gear. As he's saying that he's a hardcore warrior, that he's one of the most hardcore people here. Then a pipe falls out of nowhere. In the background, he yells like a girl. It's not great for career longevity if you want to you know, be popular or have a world title, but it's fucking funny, man. Yeah, it it's working. It's entertaining. So... 
our next match is for the Hardcore Championship. We have a title. And Corey, doesn't it look a little familiar to you? Uh, to say that it's, uh, I don't know, minorly reminiscent of the ECW World Heavyweight Championship might be... Too much of a coincidence. It's 85%. What they did different was they put the do- uh, big WCW logo in the middle of it. But if you go side by side, about it's, 85%. Yeah. Uh, mm, this is better. It was one of those, like, no, it no. wasn't. <laughs> How dare say, you? Uh, you? Go ahead and copy me, but don't make it too obvious. You know, they, don't, they don't change the name when they copy homework. <laughs> no, it's like, you know what they do? It's like when the answer is like cat or dog, and you can do either or, and it's like, Wording everything right, but change dog to WCW. To WCW. <laughs> I don't like the belt. It's no. a hideous belt. It's it's so. Yeah. I was yeah. like, what are you doing? Making the ECW belt just with the WCW logo in the middle. Saginaw. Uh, Nob. Uh, He's on the other show. Sir, it's Brian Nobbs versus Norman Smiley. Nub, sir. Brian Nob. Nub. Nub. With Jimmy Hart. Uh, Nub attacks Smiley with a trash can and trash lids. That's how hardcore WCW is as of late. Yeah. Uh, Hart throws Smiley a trash can supposed to go to Nobs, but Smiley catches it. Uh, Smiley puts Nobs in the trash can and tries to hit it with the hockey stick. Um, Smiley spanks Nobs. They fight up the aisle. The weapons of choice, like I was saying, in this match is trash cans and trash lids. Because what? Don't want nobody to bleed, bro. So They're in a tough position, and I'm yeah. going to give them an out here. Mm-hmm. Yep. The modern day 1999 wrestling fan base is going to demand you do something hardcore. It's just ECW uh, was felt far and long. WWF has built their entire fucking company around pretty much giving you ECW, but on mainstream television. You got to do something, but you also have those damn AOL Time Warner standards and practices. So you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. That's why I kind of also don't mind screaming Norman Smiley doing the comedy. Yeah. Because if you can't do the hardcore like ECW or even WWF might like their best from times, yeah. make it funny. And honestly, the pads thing is probably a way to get around yeah. him being hit with weapons. Oh, yeah. Because like, he's wearing pads. He's fine. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, it's not going to be as good no. as the other hardcore stuff, Dep- but depending on your mileage. That's but it's played not out terrible anyway. by yeah. any means. Like, Mindless. Norman has helped this division yeah. tremendously. Basically, if you just get knobs out of it, I'm fine. <laughs> Who wants to watch him? Yeah. Brother. Brother. Dude. Uh, He's not watching. (laughs) They fight to the back. Nobs leans a table onto the wall and throws Smiley through it. Smiley puts Nobs on a cart and then throws him into another cart. Nobs smashes a milk carton onto Smiley as they're near the food area of the arena. Jimmy Hart's throwing food at Smiley. They fight onto the freight elevator with Smiley on the bottom and Nobs on top. But then the door shuts. Jimmy Hart opens it. Reverse knobs on top. Or sorry, it was smiley knobs on top, on bottom. Smiley on top. Door shuts. Door opens. Knobs is on top. Smiley is on bottom. Hart hits him with the trash can, and uh, that's how Smiley wins the WCW Hardcore Championship at seven minutes and twenty-seven seconds. Okay, so this is how my mind works. Very first thing I thought when they're backstage and all that stuff's happening. I'm like, how much did it cost them to run all that food? 
at that arena. That was the first thing that went through my mind. I'm like, what did they have to pay? That's the shit I worry about. I wonder about. Like, yeah, that's a lot of crap they just... How did you think of it? Uh, I thought it was entertaining for, again, what WCW can give us in a hardcore match. Norman is very entertaining. Uh, Nub sucks. And just needs Isn't to it funny away. how you take a person who is... And Norman Smiley is kind of unique. Because mm-hmm. he's born and raised in Britain. Mm-hmm. Very much the English wrestler. That guy, that guy can go move for move with Regal and Finley. Yes, he can. That's why he's a trainer for years and years and years. But spent like 10 years in Mexico... He can do the lucha shit. But this is what makes him in America. You know what's right crazy? Uh, maybe a weird analogy. He's WCW's Al Snow. Yeah, that's not a bad... That's Al not Snow a bad is more than fine in the ring. Um, but he got over with that comedy hardcore gimmick. Right? It's, it's the weirdest thing. Um, I enjoyed the match for yeah. what it was. For the, for the comedy part of one smiley. I, um, I mean, I like work rate, but I believe yeah. a good pay-per-view, a good show, has a little bit of everything. And there's a place for a comedy match. No mm-hmm. doubt about it. I gave it two and a quarter. I said stupid, chaotic, fun for what it was. Funny spot with the elevator, but paled in comparison to the hardcore matches up north. But that's not exactly what we're going for here. So I got no problem with it. Um, after the match, uh, Nobbs attacks Smiley and Jimmy Hart by throwing them into the food, and then Nobbs hitting Smiley, uh, Jimmy Hart's with the trash can lid. <sighs> Nobbs. Yep. Better news. And then we get a recap of the history of the revolution of Saginaw and the Filthy Animals. As well, I'm ready for this fucking feud to die. Yep. As we go to Mike Tanay with the revolution, uh... Tanae wonders what it'd be if the uh, how what would happen if it's Asia versus the entire filthy animals. So he wants to throw a train on Asia. Yes, yeah. what I heard. And then Douglas so. says, "What about Tory? If it's Tory, then uh, Malenko brings up what if JFK didn't get assassinated? Is it's just what ifs? And then Saturn brings up what if the dinosaurs didn't didn't get extinct? They would be walking around pooping like filthy animals. Revolution would exterminate them like they did to the dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. What if? Oh, and I know, I know. People weren't around then, but what if? Ugh. Yep. <laughs> That's uh, that Saturn. Vince Russo has all of a sudden booked Sting to be the shrewdest <laughs> guy in the building and Saturn to be a window looker. There's the Saturn we know. Yep. Yeah. And that's where it ends. <laughs> we, that's the one we know. Then we go to Mike Tanay with the, with, no, me and Gene with the Philly Animals. And Tori's like, I can't wait to get my hands on Asia. And then, I I, then uh, I'll turn, tag one of the other guys in. And then we will beat the revolution tonight. Cool. Inspiring. Please do. Maybe don't speak ever. Uh, we see oh, Disco backstage her. with, uh, how do you want to call him this time? Um, Tony Gabagoo. Tony Gabagoo. And saying, sorry, it was an accident. And then Tony Gabagoo says that he's bringing the big boys tomorrow. He's bringing the Goombas. The Goombas. He's bringing the Goombas to Nitro. Then we see Jeff Jarrett in Nazi control with their two by, with a two by four. Oh. Looks like they're looking for someone. <laughs> That'll prove it. I'll just beat up the janitor. Yeah. Poor gender. Uh, let's go to our next match. The Revolution versus Filthy Animals in a six-person elimination match of Dean Malenko, Saturn, and Asia versus Eddie Guerrero, Kidman, and Tori Wilson. 
Uh, Douglas joins commentary, and once again, like every time he joins, the mic doesn't work. The headset, which uh, works fine. At least it's been a running joke now at this point. Tony, what'd you do? <laughs> it is. Luckily, yeah. that's the only part I enjoyed of him. There it is. That's where it ended. Then that damn bell I drink. Then the then the bell rings. Uh, Saturn hits a springboard moonsault on Eddie Malenko. Uh, Kidman hits a crossbody on Saturn. Saturn uh, Malenko gets in into it with the fan. The fan pokes him with the Canadian flag. Security takes the fan away. He just brings a flag. Malenko still looks like he wants to be anywhere other than this feud. He does. Kidman hits a sit up powerball on Asia. Uh, Tori somehow. Out of the blue, hurts her ankle. Eddie and Kidman are checking on her. Eddie shoves Kidman, and Kidman gets rolled up. I think they knocked her off the apron or something. Some dumb nonsense. I didn't see it, yeah. Um, The crowd's behind Eddie. Well, you know. Uh, So, first elimination. Uh, Kidman. That goes well. It's not not a great sign. Kidman and then Eddie argue until Kidman leaves the ring. Yeah, let's just break up the filthy animals already. Why not? Uh, Malenko hits a total world backbreaker and Saturn hits a top rope knee drop. I love that backbreaker so much. I love it. They're just the first thing in the company that's been culturally, like pop culturally relevant in like four years since the NWO first hit. So let's, let's break them up as soon as they got over. As that, all that's happening, Conan (laughs) then decides to leave the ring. Asia hits a vertical suplex on Eddie. Eddie hits a hurricane Rana to eliminate Dean. Asia's holding Eddie, and Saturn goes for a sidekick, but moves and kicks Asia instead. Eddie tosses Saturn to the outside. Eddie hits a frog splash for the elimination. Um, but then the Filthy Animals music plays, so I'm like, oh, okay. So there's an air there, but Filthy Animals are going to win. That's what I thought. Um, however, Saturn goes for a springboard crossbody, but Eddie moves out of the way and hits a drop kick. Eddie with a tornado DDT for a two count. Saturn hits a DVD, but Eddie kicks out. Saturn goes to the top rope. Uh, elbow drop up misses. Saturn kicks out of the Hurricane Rider from Eddie. Eddie hits uh, a crossbody, but Saturn reverses it into the rings of Saturn, which I thought that was awesome. Eddie taps out. So now it's Tori versus Saturn is your final two. Tory low blows Saturn for a two count. Douglas gets on the apron to distract the ref because that was needed when it was Saturn versus Tory. But then Saturn low blows Tory for the win. Ten minutes and fifty five seconds. What a fucking terrible ending to this match. And I actually hated the Rings of Saturn. I thought it was super botchy and terrible. Done. Yeah. You, you could have just said what a terrible match. Yeah, I would have agreed with you. I mean, that's fair. Um, I star in three quarters again, rushed and sloppy, oh. came down to Saturn and Tori and Saturn with a low blow for the win. Question mark. Not good. The talent in this match. And that's the match we get. Gross. Uh, like Conan didn't wrestle. Neither did Douglas. Like they had the four best yeah. people outside of Ray wrestling. Just whatever. Well, uh, we go backstage and we see creative control, Nazi control and Jeff Jarrett attacking Buff Bagwell in the locker room. Who? Uh, Alexander. There it is. There it is. As they should. As Man. they should. So face turn? <laughs> <laughs> For tonight only. How about that? Let's go to our next match. It's a loser leaves Mab. WCW. Mab. Mab. Uh, Mab. Kurt Henning versus... Mab. 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 It may be Mab. Mab. <laughs> uh, they show highlights of how Henning's been losing his matches, 
But not by pin or submission, or mostly no, pin. No, not by pin. I'm beginning yeah. to think Russo was underrated here. He got a guy over by finding ways to lose every week. Besides getting pinned. Somewhere Darby's like... That's hmm. statistically what's happened here. Interesting. He's gotten Kurt Hennig over again. Yeah. But Who never saw that coming? I mean, no, not me. Buff music hits, but he doesn't come out. Yes. Is he J-O-B-ing again? Happy, He's not yeah. doing the J-O-B again. Got the again. face. All of a sudden, Duggan's going to come down the aisle. Oh, uh, Remember Fall Brawl yeah. happening all over again? No. Buff music hits again, but <laughs> Buff looks a little different because Nazi Control and Jeff Jarrett come on down to Buff's music and start beating up on Kurt Henning until Buff Bagwell with that 2 by 4 that Jeff left behind and makes the save, and then the bell rings. Buff... No selling the attack in the locker room. Well, you know. It's they it's a misunderstanding. They came out to let everybody know Bagwell uh, will be out in a minute. His mom is finishing shaving his coin purse. Mm-hmm. And then he got mad because that's embarrassing. So he came out with a two by four and hit him. That's what really happened. Yep. Uh, there's a spot on the ring where Henning's on the outside on the apron and Buff grabs the rope and then Henning goes flying into the guardrail. I, it just look weird. I think he was supposed to run into the rope. And I think he off. was supposed to, yeah, but not what he did. But no. Mab stopped. He warrior on him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, feel this power, and then like Henning touched the rope and he flew. Uh, Henning puts on a long sleeper hold, but Bagwell Mab is able to fight out of it. Uh, then Henning puts him back into another long one. Bagwell hits a blockbuster for the win. Seven minutes and 47 seconds. Henning dominated, in my eyes, dominated about, you know, six minutes of this match. He gets the standing ovation after the match. What did you guys think? Uh, Well, it's Mab, so it's automatically not good. Uh, I mean, if this is going to be your last match, it sucks. You have to lose to fucking Mab to do it. So, yeah, I'm starting three quarters again. This starts with a beatdown backstage on Buff, then an in-ring beatdown on Hennig. We finally get the match. The best at, the best of what could have been, but that's not saying much. Hennig's gassed, and Bagwell doesn't have it. But um, again, that crowd with a heartfelt standing O for Hennig, yeah. they bought the gimmick, yep. and they got him over. After the West Texas Rednecks killed his credibility with this, with this crowd. Mm-hmm. Not with us. No, but with that WWE crowd, he got him over again. Are we being too rough on Russo at the moment? No. I don't know, man. That's like the third thing on this pay-per-view so far. We're five matches in. That's like three things he's done progressively well. Three out of five? Yeah. That's a winning percentage. That's a, well, that's a D. well, you keep saying that, but let's move on <laughs> the show. Yeah. Let's see, okay? I see the next part's a stroke of genius, too. As we go to Mike Tanay with Sting, as Sting says, you know, he should have never lost the pa- title. It's because of the powers True. that be. It's not True. wrong. Um, Sting knows that we're on Brett's home turf and it's going to be tough for him to win, but it's showtime. See? Shrewdest guy in the world now. Goddamn. Also, uh, I don't know about you guys. Super jacked for this match. When it came, I was like, yeah, this feels like a fucking semifinal match right here. Mm-hmm. So... Well, uh, our next match is a the se- other semifinal of the WWE World Heavyweight Championship between Bret Hart and Sting. And I'm going to tell you, since I watched it all natural like it happened, I got Sting's awesome live Seek and Destroy Metallica theme music. Pretty jelly. So badass. 
So, Boople? Yeah. How many records saying that Sting music that we get, though, like on the network, is in the top ten of all time greatest? Well, I, mean, I just And yeah. it's iconic. I mean, them. nothing's going to be better than that for me for at Sting. Least, so. At least they put that in instead of making a like a wannabe version <laughs> of Seek and Destroy. His old. Yeah, or like, <laughs> can you imagine this? Destroy! Destroy and it's seek. Cold staring. He does this. He does, he does that. Yes, he's got the fucking crow paint on. That would be great. Destroy and <laughs> seek. Right. So our path to get here. One Bret Hart defeated Goldberg, Saturn, and Kidman. Interesting. Interesting. Sting defeated Nub and the Total Package. Sting had an easy way in. Yeah. Uh, I love that. Yep. I love that nub match. He just hits him with the bat and then pins him. Bat in hand. Like, okay, ref, count to three. <laughs> the ref's like, that's service for Sting. Yeah. So, there we go. Um, first question. Manage. Sting comes out to his new gear, the big <laughs> Ray trailer look. So, yeah, here's the yeah. thing. Yeah. Like, Not what, a big fan of the shirt wearing Sting. What was with Sting? Not only the shirt wearing. But like leather pants instead of the Sting Crow. It's the Ray One trailer piece. look yeah. of WCW. Yeah, it was like the big boss uh, stinger. I feel like he's not working out so much in in current day. I was gonna ask, and I, you know, he's a never. This is one guy that typically doesn't have a problem jobbing. Yep. But is just dressing like this? Is this like his boo boo face for jobbing? I think it kind of is. Is this his? Eh, whatever. You're it's fucking me over. Kind of his pouty face. You're fucking me over. Whatever. Because yeah. he. Let's be honest. In the switch of power. He got fucked. Like these are like his. I'm gonna wear. I'm gonna ride my motorcycle home pants. Yeah. Like so. And just a random shirt on. It's like mm. he, he he doesn't take off for reasons. I asked that because he doesn't dress like this again to wrestle. Nope. This is a one night thing. So like, I, it what's might going be his, on? It might nitro. Be his face. He's on. Ni- it's on nitro. Yeah. But still. But yeah, it's pouty face. <laughs> but I would love to know. Like, did he lose his luggage coming to Canada? Maybe. It's the only thing I could see, maybe. Like, okay. My Improvise, didn't show up. Improvise. Yeah. Here we go. I'll wear maybe. this. Leather and a shirt. I'll get by. You know what I mean? I'm Sting. But yeah, this was well, it's so not weird. I'm wearing jeans. So, you know. This, this was so weird. The sleeveless leather uh, <laughs> jean look. And, it, and Bret Hart coming down. It makes me sad in late 99 that they... They didn't take care of him and his possessions to the point where he doesn't even wear the jacket or, no. or glasses anymore. It's just... He's just so plain coming down. Was it me or was his was his reaction not as big as I thought it was going to be? I thought it'd be a little bigger. Yeah, I'm a little. I was like, it was a little weird. Interesting. Now I gotta feel like if they had been in Montreal, it'd have been a fucking that that, guy, that goddamn mean, building would have exploded. Toronto should have too. Really. It should have, like, but like it, we give him crap for being a little too serious about his hype. Yeah, but it's not hyperbole to say he is a national. Um, Sports hero. He in was voted, I think, second behind Gretzky. Yeah, for athlete of the year one year in Canada, and also finished third in like it was like nineteen ninety eight or nine, one of those years. They did a poll of Canadians and asked to um, to rank their favorite all time sports athletes from Canada. Period. He came in third. That's crazy. After Gretzky, and I don't know the second part, but, it, but it's overall, but that's a, that's insane. That's so like nuts. So, yeah, I was shocked because legitimately he's viewed as that in Canada. Still is. To this day, he's still the best. Is he not still the greatest wrestler from Canada? I mean, no, nobody I can think of has passed him. Yeah. Jericho wouldn't have passed him. No. Benoit, no. of course not. Trish, no. no. Edge, no. 
So I mean, Jericho had, had a I think, a longer, better career. That's interesting, actually. I don't know. That's an interesting point about Jericho. Jericho's the only one that could have had come a better close. career. Brother Jericho. Huh? That's actually a very interesting. That is something worth talking about over a long form. Um, hmm. I would not necessarily say hell I think no Bret if you Hart's say Jericho. more revered. But objectively looking at it, it might be Jericho. Jericho had a, a longer career. career. Yeah, and Relevant. a wrong career on top. Yeah. And Bret Hart was on top from 93, Two. 92 to 99. 99. Yeah. And Jericho, it's been since 0... 01. 0102. We'll and then 01 to now. Through 2019, 2020. I mean... I mean, some time off, and he didn't always wasn't always at the top, but... It's an interesting comp. It's an mm-hmm. interesting talk I still give it to Brett personally. Probably but, would too. But plus, Brett doesn't block me on Twitter. So yeah. <laughs> there's that. Uh, you don't know that. No. <laughs> you know what? No, you're good, not wrong. No good, damn Mike Booble. In fact, <laughs> they, uh, during this, he's gonna make sure. That would be yeah. hilarious. By the way, if I'm blocked. Why the hell am I blocked by Bret Hart? But I, <laughs> if you're not good enough for Chris Jericho, you're not good enough for Bret Hart. Nope, I can see him. We're good. <laughs> uh, they fight near the commentary t- uh, table multiple times. Uh, Brett, Brett's laying on the table. Sting goes for the stinger splash, but Brett moves out of the way. Brett goes to the top turnbuckle. Uh, goes to the top turnbuckle, but, but Sting grabs Mickey J. Brett uh, double axe handles both of them. Uh, then the tall package comes down, hits Sting in the knee with the bat. Package goes for another one, but Brett uh, gets the bat and hits him in the groin. Brett puts uh, the package in the sharpshooter, but Mickey J calls for the bell and Sting gets DQ'd. Brett doesn't want none of that, so he says, I want the match c- to continue. So they do. Sting puts the Scorpion Deathlock on Brett, but um, but Sting, uh, Brett hits the injured leg of Sting, and then Sting reverses the Scorpion Deathlock into the sharpshooter, and Sting taps out. Nine minutes and 27 seconds. Um, I was excited for this match. To me, it felt like they never left first gear. Interesting. I disagree entirely. Yeah. I have it rated the exact same as uh, Benoit and Jarrett. Man, that's interesting. I love this match. I want to hear. I thought it was so good. I thought the storytelling was fantastic. The interference I liked, by Luger. I liked, I, the interference by Luger was so perfectly done. I like the ending. The reversing of the sharpshooter or the score into the sharpshooter makes all the sense in the world. I like the ending of the reversal, but just it, just from the beginning to Luger, I just thought it never went first gear. Because never left. Like Sasha Banks. When she has boo boo face, that match blows. Yeah. Sting had boo boo face. He didn't let the match suffer once the bell rang. That's true. Although I did, so Shivani said a line. I think I have an answer to it. They said, "When is the last time we've ever seen somebody like win like not want to win like this?" I think I have an answer to that. I believe it was Jericho and Alex Wright when yeah. Alex Wright hurt his knee, or Jericho hurt his knee, and Alex Wright didn't want to win like that on yeah. Nitro. Yeah. I believe was the last time that happened. Uh, see, I'm kind of more with Joe than you. I went two yep. and a half. Mm-hmm. I wrote this was slightly underwhelming for me. I didn't hate it, but here's what I put in. I want to know. I want to know your your opinion on this. I wrote, Sting didn't have his fastball tonight. He may not have it anymore, period. When I'm thinking back to all the matches we've seen him in in 99. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Lame L- Luger foolishness aside, I liked it. I thought it fit the storyline perfectly. They restarted the match and Brett gets the tap out. 
I really did like the reversal of the scorpion yeah. into the sharpshooter. So good. Um, and Brett switching the legs to yeah. how he does it. So good. It's those little things he's so good at. What do you think about Sting so, may not have his I think you're correct, anymore. but I don't think it's uh, a detriment to him. Uh, I will compare it this way to Michael Jordan. At this point in Jordan, when he comes back, even a couple years from now, uh, I mean, his athleticism was shot, mm. which is what Sting is. Sting yeah. was so explosive and athletic when he was younger. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Do you think? So, but I think, so Sting, to compensate that, um, relied more on storytelling. In his matches, and I think which there's nothing wrong with it's um it's a great way to why is it dark what the fuck I think um, he realized <coughs> yeah uh, around when he started growing his hair longer right I think he realized that he didn't have that main sting thing anymore mm-hmm. so the change in character is is was fantastic and it, we all know it extended his career thirty years yep. I'm sure he didn't think that at the time. But 30 years later, it's still like, all right, cool. Thank you, Scott Hall. Right? Uh, just another thing he did right. Yeah. When he was straight, he had a great mind for Jesus, this. man. Um, but, yeah, I don't think it's... And I don't think his matches are terrible by any means. Yeah. I just think that it's like... And I think... I thought their Halloween Havoc 98 match was underwhelming, too. Is it possible that as great as both guys are, they're just not... Their chemistry isn't... One of those, one of those things. Right, I mean, like it's not bad. Okay, I've seen wrestlers with terrible chemistry wrestle yeah. each other, and it's terrible. Awesome this was, ticker. Yes, for instance, this was not terrible. This was was a perfectly fine match. Uh, I think I think you're right. I think these two would have been better in a match um, when Sting was younger. 1992. The way Sting could have bumped around for Bret Hart. Yeah, um, and, and Bret would have bumped for him. Jesus, like. Just, yeah, I don't know. I just didn't. Li- I didn't hate it as much as you guys did. I know you guys didn't well, hate didn't it, hate but it. I, uh, I, no, I, I liked it, it way more than you guys did. I just, if we like want to talk, talk about matches we uh, that I personally hated, right, why don't you go to the next yeah. one? <laughs> okay, but before we do, so the our main event tonight, guys, Chris Benoit versus Bret Hart in Canada. The, in Canada, looking back for the right WWE Heavyweight Championship. Looking back, that's the most obvious call in the fucking world. Right. Yeah. And how did everybody not and figure it? I didn't see it. No one did. I was thinking uh, Jeff Jarrett and Sting is what I was thinking. I can tell you nobody was calling it in real time. Mm-hmm. Bret Hart in the finals? Sure. Benoit? Not a chance in hell. But it's the most obvious fucking thing in the world looking back at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Benoit, me and Gene interviews him after. Um, he says that uh, the first time they wrestled, it was to honor Owen. Mm-hmm. Um, this time, it's for to honor himself to wrestle Bret Hart and win the championship tonight. It's awesome. It's all about that belt. Yep. As it should be. Then we cut fun. to... Uh, Mike Tanay as he's with the total package and Liz and he are, and he has a neck brace on <laughs> and Tanay's like we just saw you three oh, minutes yeah. ago you were fine out in the ring well uh, my doctor says uh, I gotta keep this neck brace on at all times now or it could hurt my spine uh, package says that he is sorry that he won't be able to compete tonight so he said that he would personally write a check to every total package fan out there for letting them down. I I love Luger. <laughs> this is so great. 
<laughs> we just saw you out there without a neck brace. I just love commentary. Where did he get? Where did he find that? Wasn't he in the ring? Like those are just laying around. Yeah. <laughs> like three minutes ago. <sighs> Let's go to our next match. It's a chain match between Vampiro with Jerry only versus Berlin and his wall. And his wall. As Dr. Death. It's a wonder wall right there. Dr. Death and Oklahoma. <laughs> come oh, on thank down. God. Thank oh, God. Cool. And join commentary. Because this was definitely something you needed for more nights than one. So the chain is supposed to go around your neck. However, Berlin doesn't do that. And uh, he knocks down Robinson and begins to whip Vampiro with the chain. Uh, Jerry Owen only brawls with Berlin while uh, the wall is fighting Vampiro. So it was supposed to be Berlin, but the wall fought fought instead. Uh, You know, they make fun of uh, JR by having Oklahoma Oklahoma, uh, with, uh, say, college stats like normal. Yep. Uh, the wall puts the chain around his neck. University of Leningrad. Uh, the wall chokes, uh, choke slams Vampiro. Berlin stops the pin. The wall leaves. Jerry only and Vampiro hit a double team move. Vampiro puts the camel clutch on with the chain. And that guy you're supposed to be pushing, Berlin, taps out. Four minutes and 57 oh, seconds. Uh, Russo was pushing him. <laughs> is anybody getting pushed in this feud? No. Nope. I'm trying to figure uh, out. Uh, well, after Oklahoma. the match. No, Oklahoma is, is after the match, Dr. Death enters the ring and attacks Vampiro and Jerry only. Is there uh, a gimmick that worked so well one week and then overstayed its welcome by that one week faster than Oklahoma? <laughs> no, no. Jesus Christ. You gotta get your sound bites in. You don't. <laughs> so. Here's exactly what I wrote, okay? Three quarters of a star. Generous. When is a chain match not really a chain match? When Vince Russo books it, of course. I'm not even going to try to figure this mess out. Yep. Yep. So there's that. So let's go backstage with uh, Mike Tenay as he's with Scott Hall. Since Rick Steiner (laughs) is not here to defend his title, he has given it up. So... Scott Hall is now the U.S. champion and TV champion. I am perfectly fine with that. Remember about who Luger just walks by <laughs> just in the background yeah. for no reason? <laughs> uh, Scott Hall has to make fun of both the uh, Steiners for both being in the hospital. Two for one. Stein Steiners. He's going all Bossman on him. Yeah. We see uh, Henning leaving the arena, as then and then we see Kimberly showing up. That's, <laughs> I want to... Yep. So our next match is the total package with Liz versus Ming. Uh, the powers that be are forcing the total package <laughs> to wrestle. Uh, Ming attacks a package with the bad neck. Package hits a suplex. Uh, Tony figures it out why he has the neck brace on halfway through the match. I liked it. I liked it when the night bulb went off on both announcers as to why he's wearing a neck brace. Because... I didn't even think about it until we said it. I was like, oh, that's fucking genius. <laughs> same here. Same here. It's I just, genius. When you first see the neck brace, you go, oh, and this whole past like month, he's, oh, he's trying to get out of the match. <laughs> but then Tony goes, he's wearing the neck brace because Sting's finisher is the tongue. Ming. Ming. Ming's finisher is the tongue and death grip. Has to grab him by the neck. Can't it's put it on. Genius. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Uh, Ming no-sells almost every move that the package does. Well, it's Ming. Because so. it's legit. <laughs> uh, Liz pulls out pepper spray, but 
sprays the package instead of the Ming. Ming then pulls the neck brace off and pu- puts the tongue and death grip on the tall package for the win. <coughs> Five minutes and 23 seconds. Who saw a pay-per-view win over Luger for Ming happening? Not I. Nope. <laughs> Neither. I gave it a star. Package tried to counter the tongue and death grip with a neck brace. That was cool. But then there was the rest of the match. You know. Uh, this is the part where we we go backstage with me and Gene with Bret Hart, and this is when Luger's Luger walks, walks walking behind, doesn't know what to do. That's right. As he's looking for Liz, uh, Bret says that uh, tonight that they won't they will not disappoint the Canadian fans with his match with Benoit tonight. Well, then we see uh, the back of uh, David Flair as it looks like he's whacking it off, but he's just really really polishing off. They really did make it look like he was jerking off. I think that was the one. He was polishing that uh, crowbar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, let's go to our next match. As Scott Hall comes out and says, that, hey guys, Nash is on his way out. And we're going to turn Toronto upside down. But since he is a now a two champion right now, he's going to do an open challenge. So that makes sense <laughs> for they, Scott Hall. And then they fuck it up. Then but, they fuck it up. Yeah, hold on. But, Middle of the promo. I love that uh, Toronto, outsider country. Yeah. Every place is outsider country. I mean, you're not wrong. But yeah, no, he, he, he like, like the valiant baby face that Scott Hall is, issues an open challenge to anybody in the locker room. <laughs> and then they play the fucking music to really for like a second. And Scott Hall's like, oh. And, looks and the crowd's like, yeah. Not yet. As, yeah. <laughs> as Booker T's music hits and then stops. And then hit plays again. <sighs> At that point, just fucking play it. Like, just... My God. Why wasn't Booker <laughs> T booked on this pay-per-view anyway? 12 matches, and you can't find something for Booker T to do? He's been feuding with creative control. Why couldn't it have been him and Midnight? Yeah. Oh, because they're not listening to black people, especially one's a woman. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Come on, Joe. That's true. So, Come on. um... Come on. Booker T comes on, da- on down, and uh, it looks like both belts are up for grabs. Weird. Uh, during, right. the, during the match, though, a crowd notices something and looks the other way for a little bit. I, it's, I'm guessing tits. I'm guessing tits or a fight. Because uh, <laughs> they weren't reacting like fight. Yeah. Because, like, there was like this, ah, oh, ah. Like, she was like, well, come on, I didn't get to see tits. I know. Come on, Russell, what are you doing? Isn't this why you're here? Hey, you might in the next match. Um, <laughs> Nazi control and Jarrett come on down. Jarrett distracts the ref and creative control, uh, both get roundhoused by Booker T. Booker T climbs the turnbuckle to attack Jeff Jarrett, who's on the steps. But Scott Hall grabs him and does the outsider's edge for the win. Six, six minutes and four seconds. After the match, Cave Control and Jarrett attack Booker T until the lights go out and the gong hits. And gong. Min- then midnight strikes. You know who doesn't like midnight? The crowd. My kid. He's like, this shit is stupid without saying shit. Um, I almost I, wish he did. Right? <laughs> make him make you, make you proud. I have to say, I think this match would have been better three years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I wrote two and three quarters. Booker replaces Rick Steiner here, and we have a double title match. Was pretty good, but never really got going. That's how I felt. So how yes. strong is Scott yeah. Hall? Booker T is not small. Yeah. No. Jesus Christ. I think spending most of his career either fighting or teaming with Kevin Nash 
masks just how tall and how muscular Scott Hall actually was. Oh, God, man. It does. It really does. Uh, We see the tall package still looking for Liz. And then we get a recap of how we got here of Kimberly Page versus David Flair. It's all you, Joe. Well, our next match is Kimberly Page versus David Flair. Kimberly is not wearing wrestling attire. No, but I'm a fan of the shirt she has on. A loose shirt. Yep. Um... <laughs> she comes down seeming confident. I move my core. <laughs> Nine inches. Now, ref holds David back, but then Kimberly kicks him. David goes for, and grabs the crowbar. Um, and uh, Kimberly... She drops uh, down to give him head. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what it looks like. He has a cup on because he starts pounding his... Uh, his uh, Pounding himself with the crowbar. So, I, I will tell you this part where she like drops down on her knees in front of him. Yep. I was watching this downstairs, and, and the old ball and chain was working. And I was like, well, I'll watch this later when she's not at work. Cause that's embarrassing. That's a weird thing to explain yeah. when somebody sees that on camera. Alrighty. As the crowd is chanting, suck his dick. Very loudly, by the way. You know. But Kimberly pulls the cup out and low blows him again. Kimberly then um, puts the cup on David's face. Canyon runs down and attacks David. Then DDP comes on out, but as he's taking a slow time, David low blows Canyon. DDP hits the diamond cutter on David. Uh, David uh, DDP attacks Flair, but Arn Anderson comes out and makes the save. So, according to Wikipedia, this match went four minutes and 55 seconds. I didn't even consider it a match. I don't either. Well, I gotta say, Kimberly's shirt was the MVP of that match, but other than that, I gave it no rating because I put never happened. Thank God, this entire thing sucked hard. Like, but sort of like uh, Corey, your views on Braun Strowman and Shane McMahon. At least they were in the same match. True. And before the match even started, I wrote, I was like, "Well, BDP comes out because guaranteed he <laughs> yeah. was going to come out during this match." I was hoping Although, some, looking at her outfit, her shirt, I was hoping something else would come When up. it ended. Damn near. We definitely got self-high five on the network. Yeah, we we for sure got yeah, the music. They kind of forgot that, didn't they? Yep. I was like, hey, there's that music. Um. Then, so Arn made the save, and then David attacks Arn with the crowbar, and then we spent five minutes or so on a stretcher job. Somebody's getting stretchered out almost every other show now. For both shows, for both companies, it's a trope. Yep. Once you learn, once you get it stuck on a trope, you just keep going to the goddamn thing over and over again. Because Arn got it tonight. um, Rick Steiner got it on Monday. Uh, I feel like someone else did on WWE on F. But yeah, it's just every week now. So then we get a history of Goldberg and Sid as uh, some of our upcoming match. Uh, Tonight, in an interview, Sid said saying he won't quit, but he'll make Goldberg say it. So our next match is an I quit match between Sid and Goldberg. They play Sid's music. His real music. Yep. Okay. Which is so much better than the Yes, it is. It's so good. (laughs) It Um, actually fits and everything. It's like, ah. You can always tell what was put on the network when. Like, pay-per-views rolled out day one, so they... Like, you, you could tell some music may have been okay back then, like the yeah. Sid theme. And then what was put on later was scrubbed more thoroughly. But they forgot some. 
Uh, Goldberg power slams Sid. Sid gets right up. Sid choke slams Goldberg twice. The crowd's behind Sid. Um, Goldberg puts Sid in a submission. The crowd boos. Uh, Goldberg puts Sid in a Cobra clutch style submission. Sid passes out and the ref stops the match. The crowd's unhappy. Five minutes and 30 seconds. Yep. In an I quit match where the the way to lose is you have to have the other guy say, I quit, not well, I fall just, asleep. That's the way he didn't quit. It's, One and a half stars. It was terrible. Wow. That was a letdown. The complete opposite of every aspect of their Havoc match. Crowd yep. hated the lame finish. This was bad. God, what a waste. Indeed it was. Um... Let's go. We go mean Gene with the whole package. Is uh, he's uh, they're questioning that Liz is leaving. Uh, package says that Liz is screwed up. Uh, told package says that he doesn't get mad, he gets even and tells Gene to tell her to watch her back. <sighs> that doesn't bode well. Nope. No, nope. no, it doesn't. It was a long con, but it took about four years and he got even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I beginning. mean, he told her. So let's go to the, to the main event, the 12th match of the night for the WCW Heavyweight Championship, the finals of this 32-man tournament, Chris Benoit and Bret Hart. Both men get the entrance from the back, backstage, like what WF does for their big-time match. Well, it's a big fight feel. It's a boxing and MMA do it. It's awesome. Joe got to hear that music one more time. Not liking it. <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed, but during uh, Benoit's entrance, aka him walking the back, Luger has to move out of the way because they decided to film his his uh, promo Gene in front of the entrance. <laughs> well, yep. You know. Well, you know. Instead of maybe a foot down, you don't worry about that. Got it. Uh, Brett goes to the, uh, both men shake hands before the match. Brett goes to the sharpshooter, but Benoit reverses it in, into the crossface, but Brett's able to reach to the rope. The crowd's chanting, let's go, Hart. The fan that attacked Malenko earlier tonight jumps the guardrail and attacks Benoit. Turns out to be Malenko. The crowd didn't know who it was. No. Nope. Well, they did a pretty good job of painting his face with the Canadian colors and all that. He's wearing a baggy hockey jersey. and. Mm-hmm. I thought it was the Parker for a minute. Um, oh, this is the part two. Some of Benoit's chops to Brett sound. Oh, so, no, this is the other one. That sounded really hard. They hurt like they hurt tonight. Yeah. Uh, Benoit hits a tombstone power driver. Uh, Benoit goes for the flying headbutt and hits it, but then the outsiders come on out. Hall pulls the ref. Um, then he hits a, his uh, outsider edge. Goldberg runs down and spears Kevin Nash. Hall hits Goldberg with the chair. Brett then atomic drops Hall and then hits him with the clothesline. Hart brawl, uh, begins to uh, brawl with Scott Hall on the outside. Goldberg battles with the outsiders to the stage. Security stops him. Then we have a picture-in-picture picture of the match and the guys in the back. Uh, Benoit begins to attack Brett's bad leg. Um, once during this match... Uh, sounds like the crowd's getting distracted by a girl because you see a lot of cat whistles. You hear cat calls and stuff. Uh, Brett puts Benoit on the sharpshooter for the win. The crowd loses it. Uh, Pyro comes out from the turnbuckle. The Hart family comes into the ring a lot smaller than the Canadian Stampede version. 
But that's what they're trying to do here. One of them fell from the sky. Yeah. Benoit hugs Ben. Uh, and that kind of fractured the family. So <laughs> at know. this point, he's not even talking to half of them. Yeah, yeah that's why it says half. This is Brett's side. Uh, Benoit and Brett hug. So we get the Kim, uh, Canadian Stampede finish type of the Hart family in the ring. 17 minutes and 44 seconds. Uh, the interference was so unnecessary. God, it took away from what could have been a good match. It really hurt the match. Uh, did you guys notice the uh, when Brett put the sharpshooter on? Why that scene is so famous? Oh, it's in the Malcolm in the Middle. It is opening. It's their match. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. that match. It's that match. Yeah, where he's fighting the sharpshooter. Yep. I gave it three and three quarters. Still, hmm. uh, damn good match. That was unfortunately tampered by the mid-match Russo shenanigans, which didn't need. That did make. Uh, it didn't hurt the ending. It was a nice ending. And here I put as it was nice to see Bret Hart get his moment in the sun with this company, but I got to be honest, it was also kind of melancholy for me. It just felt like too little, too late, and it also felt like. And give me if if this maybe this doesn't make sense. It felt cheap to me in a way. It felt like this isn't really WCW giving him a rub. It took a guy from New York to come and take control of the company yep. to, in turn, get Bret Hart his chance. And as you pointed out earlier, he's also being a guy who they thought never was going to win. He wasn't beating Sting. He wasn't yeah. beating Goldberg. No. He beat Chris Benoit. Yeah. And he as much as like fans revered Chris Benoit, it was clear. the powers that be did not. It was clear. I mean, and if, if I'm going to be honest, as soon as he beat Goldberg on the Nitro after Halloween Havoc... To me, it pretty much became crystal clear Brett was going to win this thing. That's just me, though. Yeah. Back back then in real time. I was like, if Goldberg's out, he's winning this thing. Um, it, it feels like he's a transitional champion, though. You know what I mean? It does not feel like he's set up for long-term success. It's weird, because it's Bret Hart. And it should have been his time. <laughs> It would be easy to say if Goldberg didn't happen and they wouldn't have changed their plans. It was supposed to be Hogan and Hart at yeah. Starcade 98. But which, you can't ignore the Goldberg thing. But you couldn't ignore Goldberg. You had to run with that. Now, they fucked that up yeah. badly. But So, I mean, I guess it's better a year later. What do you think, Joe? I mean, Bret Hart, WCW champion. I like it, but at the same time, it feels too little too late for me. I agree. Um, I agree with what you said about how... When Brett won round one, you knew it would probably be him. And also, I never thought about this until much later. But uh, who was uh, who was the booker in the WF on May 23rd, 1999? Rizzo. Okay. So, <laughs> come to WCW and just you have Brett always win. Wins the tournament. Wins the title. You know. Let go of some of that guilt. It, to me, it kind of felt like when... A hollow victory? Well, it kind of felt like when David Von Erich died in February of 84, and then all of a sudden, Carrie wins the world title in May. When Eddie dies, Ray wins? Yeah. Like, it's you like... Know, it's, it's like, uh, we'll ride the goodwill momentum. Like, cause like, And Brett deserved more than that. Yeah. He was, he was, he's good enough to win the title on his own merits. Yeah. This kind of felt like a... Sorry, bro. Didn't mean to have a small part in killing your brother. Yep. But, nah, maybe that's just me. 
No, I think you're right. I think you're, you're right. right. I think this is a you're on the right track. Sorry, <laughs> you know, <laughs> in a way. Um, I, I, I don't know. It's just, I think it is a little too late. Brett's been in WCW for a year now, and two, two years, years now, and they haven't done nothing with him, and. Now they're like, hey, let's make him champ after the new guy shows up. Uh, no, and and I don't like the idea that they what they do is they do, they do the Canadian Stampede. You know, hey, you're gonna win in your home, you know, in Canada, and we'll have your family come in the ring. Sorry, bro. Also, I wasn't a big fan of this match, too. You weren't. I, I wasn't either. It, just because of, I liked it, and uh, it except was okay. for the just the bullshit. run-ins, just so, the run-ins, like the it. run-ins. Um, as is Vince Russo trope, made the belt secondary, and also this, prop, bro. This should have been a twenty-five minute no interference, give it all you got match. Well, they did on WCW Nitro. Yeah, but the thing is, they made it the the belt secondary to the fact that they do a picture in picture. You do picture in picture when it's the cruiserweights. Well, Not I when mean, it's your title match at a pay-per-view. I don't think it's blasphemous to say that, in Vince Russo's eyes, Goldberg, Sid, and the Outsiders are far bigger stars than Bret Hart and Chris Benoit. For sure. They, and he they probably are. thought he was helping. Then have Goldberg in the title match. Uh, yeah, he probably <laughs> thought he was helping the main event by putting those guys out there. Didn't help. Yeah. Let's see him. So... Corey, yeah. would you change this card? I mean, you could always take a couple matches off. I didn't bother to write it down. Okay. I would have just removed the chain match. That's not needed. I would have removed... Kimberly and David. Kimberly and David, because that was stupid. And I would have changed somehow, some way. The revolution filthy animal shit. I didn't like that. Everything else had its place, I mm-hmm. thought. And my final verdict even says it's a bit of a bloated show that was actually a fairly easy watch to me. Like, I can't quite recommend it, but you could watch way worse, is what I put. So, guys, what was the better pay-per-view? And, in fact, you could watch way worse the week before. This was such a better pay-per-view. Mayhem blew Survivor Series away. So much of a better pay-per-view. Who would have thought that? Not me. Not me. So... And I did pay for this one live, by the way. You saw us live. You paid for it. Yeah. I did not get Survivor Series. Did yeah. your buddy? No. No? Even he was like, this card looks like it sucks. And he, he wasn't even... Uh, Were you bummed when you didn't see live the Stone Cold angle? No. And in fact, he was happy he didn't buy it because he was a huge Stone Cold guy. Yeah. And that's the only reason he would have bought it was for that match, and he just decided not to. And, boy, he was pissed. He's like, yeah, thank God I didn't buy that son of a bitch in pay-per-view. It's fair. So, so let's go to the buy rate, shall we? Uh, here's where it gets ugly. Ooh. All right. So this is the first mayhem, mm-hmm. and it took over what? World War Three. That got last year a point seven five. That's still a good buy rate. That's respectable for World War Three. Yeah. Point seven five. The last pay-per-view we did... Survivor Last series. week, like Survivor, Survivor one Series. 1.3. 1. 1. 1. 1.3. Jesus yes. Christ. Well, it's too bad they blew uh, the goodwill. That match obviously would have drawn. Yep. So if they would have waited and done something honest, well, they could have drew again with it. Mm-hmm. 
1.3 for Survivor Series and for... I'm going to guess. What's your guess for Mayhem? 0. 0.42. Okay. 0. 0.35. 0. 0.45. Oh, wow. That's actually over... Over... Uh, over... Uh, <laughs> Overperformed. Yeah, there you go. There it is. Hey, you get old, you lose words. Oh, and such, you know? So... I'm actually shocked. One year ago, 0.75. They lost 0.3 in one year. Can I just play devil's advocate for a minute? I don't think it'll last. Okay. But each week, ratings have grown up a little. Mm -hmm. And the first buy rate went up a lot. Mm -hmm. So far... It's been a net positive for Vince Russo. I would say it's not a home run by any no. fucking stretch. No, 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 no. But he it, has it's, it's a made double. a difference. Yeah. A double. There's enough like there's enough there to circus entrance, like interest to like have people watch. Yeah. But when they, I feel like when they're watching, they're like, oof. Yeah. This is oh boy. I'll be interested to see if Starcade grows on that. That's the real key to me. We shall find out. Because what's our next pay per view for WCW? Starcade. All right. From the uh, MCI Center. Good old DC. Good old DC. But before we talked about that one, let's go to our favorite part of the show. It's the Orange oh, Show. Oh, the Orange, We do that. Look at that. Let's start off with the best <laughs> match. I'm going to go first. Okay. Even though I gave it a higher rating, my match of the night is Benoit Jarrett. That was my first top take of the night, Benoit Jarrett. For, yep. Dido. White flag? Yeah, she goes down that ship as it's Benoit. That match was fantastic. <laughs> yes. Uh, worst match. Uh, so, of actual me, matches. Uh, to me, it's Vampiro and, correct. and yes. Berlin. Yeah, that sucked. Because I, I wrote Flair and Cameron, but that's not a match. That's, yeah, that doesn't count. I, I heard no bell, and then, yeah. yeah. Um, who is your MVP? Brett. You, you have he to go finally back. got there, yeah. man. He had two good matches. Mm-hmm. He won the title. Good for him. You know, too little, too late, probably to, to even cause some of the angst to go away, but good on you, bro. It has to be Brett. You really can't go. My other one was Benoit. Benoit. Two great matches, again. Mm-hmm. Like, he would have been runner-up. Yeah. Uh, who is your Moadib? Disco Inferno. You lost to Evan Courageous, and you're getting beat up by, you know, Tony Tambourine, or whatever the fuck his name is. I'm going to say Berlin. You didn't even wrestle your match and then lost your bodyguard at the end of it. You were getting buried. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I had Berlin as well because <laughs> yeah. of that exact point. <laughs> the brain. The brain. So, Corey. Yeah. WTF. I did not expect. I knew, like I told you guys, both shows sucked. Overall. Yeah. This is actually better than I remember being. Mm-hmm. I did not expect to myself choose, let alone all three of us, choose WCW as the winning pay-per-view this month. Nope. Did not see that coming. Be interesting to see what happens next month. Because I think, without giving away any matches, I do think Armageddon is uh, a better show than Survivor Series. And I can't say that Starcade is better than Mayhem, but I haven't watched it since 1999 either. So never seen either. Yeah, no, I've well, I know seen one thing that happens. 
Huh? I don't yeah. want something that happens. Yeah, Armageddon's a pretty big show, but almost we'll talk Oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't even want to talk about it. We'll talk about it. I'll rail about that later. <laughs> In about a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Booble. Yeah. WTF. Uh, fucking Russo, man. He cannot help himself with goddamn interference. He just can't. It's like a tick. God forbid you just let two great wrestlers wrestle for the world title. And it's like checks and balances because we brought up multiple things during the night that were done well. And he just can't fucking and help himself. Like, nope, he can't gonna... help it. Yep. I, soap opera, bro. Jesus, man. Um, but like, yeah, it's a soap opera. But like, that gimmick doesn't work if you fucking do it all the time. And it's just annoying. I had the same thing with the run-ins. That your three matches for the title, every match had a run-in. And if I recall, hang on. First match has a run-in with Creative Control, and Rhodes. Second match. Jimmy Mover. Hart, but it's the hardcore. Oh, yeah, that man. Uh, Third. Second match, Disco Second Inferno match and Medusa. Four. Uh, fourth oh. match is Revolution for the Animals. Five had a beatdown. Um, Henning and Bagwell. Henning and Bagwell, the beatdown. Six for had Luger come out. Six had Luger. Seven had Oklahoma, Dr. Death, and the oh, Misfits. Hall versus Booker T, Creative Control. Kimberly and Flair. DDP and Canyon. DDP and Canyon. Ben, uh, Goldberg and Sid. Goldberg not and really Sid, no one, but down. shitty match. Should have had somebody come out. And <laughs> ben, ben Wall. Yeah, so 10, uh, 11 of the 12 matches in some shape or form had a run-in. Yep. And I, for me, the, the whole the major WTF is the fact that you have the heavyweight championship match between two people. And you think the bigger focus should be Goldberg and the outsiders on the outside. That just killed it for me. It's a symptom of the time. Yeah. So, this brings an end to this episode of the Pay-Per-View War Stories. Hopefully you get to listen to it. (laughs) Hope so. Uh, So, our next Pay-Per-View will be... WWF Armageddon, which is like what three weeks from the National Hopefully. Car Rental Center in Kissimmee, Florida, home of Bash at the Beach '99. If you remember, Kissimmee checks out. Is it back to back again? Yeah, awesome. Yeah. 12th and 19th. Oh, God damn. Yep. There's doing the pay per views are my least favorite and favorite because I get to watch the pay per view for the first time. But when it's back to back, it just kills me. Got to find that time. So, next month. March. March? March is the next time there's multiple weeks between shows. Jesus Christ. December, January, and February are all back to back. But, Corey, we are now ever so closer <laughs> to sold out. There we we are. are. The countdown <laughs> has still begun. <laughs> Can we just do like a... Like on our Facebook at no cell entertainment doc, no cell entertainment or no cell ENT, uh, just do like one of those clocks like you to could. no uh, the Jericho countdown, Jericho countdown, countdown but sold to out. Sold, sold out. So next pay per view war stories will be WWF Armageddon. Then the week after that will be WWE Starcade. You can listen to all of our podcasts at no cell entertainment dot com. That's right, no cell entertainment dot com. You can also listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcast. Mm-hmm.